Welcome to Becoming CEO, your go-to podcast for building, growing, and scaling a profitable online business that unlocks your dream life. I'm your host, India Butler, a multiple six-figure CEO and business coach, former school teacher, CEO mama, and a marketing strategist. Each week, my guests and I take you through the real and raw behind the scenes and what it takes to become a successful CEO. On this show, you can expect to learn about money, hardship, leadership, marketing, mindset, and everything that goes into building your very own freedom-led business. Now let's dive into today's episode. In this episode, I'm going to talk you through the mindset practices and shifts you need to make so you can start to feel abundant, even when your bank account isn't. Now, as a solopreneur or even as a CEO, when you're feeling really stuck in that lack headspace because the results just aren't showing up as you desire, the first reaction is to go harder into hustle mode, to push, push, push for more. But the problem isn't with your actions. It's not about pushing more and working more and acting more. It actually goes further up the ladder. It starts with your mindset because your mindset is what informs your feelings, informs your decisions, informs your actions, and thus your results. So if the results aren't showing up as you desire, don't just go back to the actions, go further up the chain and start with your mindset. So how do you shift your mindset to feel more abundant so that you can start to attract more abundance in your life? Firstly, we need to recognize what abundance is. It's not a number you can measure. Abundance is a mindset. It's a state of mind that you get to choose to be in. Now let's break that down further. Abundance essentially is the sum total of gratitude and curiosity. When you feel abundant, you feel in overflow. You feel like opportunity is all around you and the universe is always conspiring to work in your favor. So in order to tap into that abundance, you need gratitude and curiosity. So gratitude. The first step here is working into your gratitude practices because it helps you to get into the state of mind of having, not lacking. You can't feel grateful for for things that you don't have, but you're grateful for things that you do have. It's a feeling of possession. And the gateway into feeling true gratitude is to first find what you're grateful for, for what you already possess in life. Your health, your dog, your partner, your family, your belongings, Even that warm cup of coffee first thing in the morning as you look out your kitchen window or being able to just press the snooze button once more in the morning on a Friday morning because you get to now. Whatever it is, the small things all the way up to the big things, what are you grateful for that you already have? Then to really unlock the feeling of overflow to go one step further, especially if you're currently stuck in a really dark lack headspace because all you're thinking about is what you're lacking is we now want to really unleash being grateful for things even if we don't have them yet. So we want to tap into that feeling of overflow by feeling grateful for what we do not yet have, but for what we desire. So as a daily practice, you're going to list out five to ten things that you're grateful for that you currently already have. And then you're going to list out five to ten things that you're grateful for that you desire, but you do not yet have. But you're going to write it all out in the present tense as if it's already yours. This is going to help you to channel that regular feeling of abundance whilst also normalizing your desires so that you no longer place them on a pedestal or view them as a far-fetched fantasy, but rather you bundle them up as a current reality that is completely within your grasp. We're going to shift your view entirely so that you're already grateful before you even have the things, before you even achieve your desires. Because the more you focus on what you desire itself, 
and normalize that desire as if it's already yours, rather than focus on the lack and what is missing, the faster you're going to achieve them. Remember, if you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say this expression all the time, what you focus on expands. So instead of focusing on the gap and allowing that gap between where you are and where you want to be expand, because that's all you're focusing on, which is what a lack mentality is, we're going to start purely focusing on what we desire. And that's going to shorten that gap. It's going to feel even closer and closer because all you're focusing on is feeling grateful for your desires and what you already have. We're going to purely feel grateful on our desires. The second part to unlocking that abundance mindset is to tap into your curiosity. So abundance is an opportunistic mentality, someone who sees opportunity and success all around them. You want to allow yourself to play with your curiosity more so that you can start to normalize your wildest dreams and start to see them as possible. So this means shifting your mindset to always looking for opportunity and solutions rather than seeking problems and obstacles. So we need to do this by tapping into your curiosity. Ask yourself, how good can this get? How good can life get? We want to reprogram your brain to see opportunities all around you. Now, if you've listened to my trainings or any of my episodes in the past before, you'll know about a concept that I teach around reprogramming our mindset. This is an NLP point, so it's a neuro-linguistic programming practice that you can do to reprogram your mindset using the reticular activating system, the RAS in short. It is essentially how our brains filter information that it takes in based on what is most important and relevant between our conscious and subconscious. So more specifically, your RAS establishes a bridge between the conscious and subconscious mind filtering between those two. In short, your RAS is the reason why when you buy a new car or when you learn a new word, suddenly you start seeing it everywhere. And just like an algorithm, your actions can strongly influence what it decides to show you. You can change, you can reprogram the algorithm, aka your RAS. When we're stuck in lack mentality, when we are in fight, fright, or flight mode, which means our brain is essentially in survival mode, we're going to be panicking. We're going to be stuck in that lack mentality. And the RAS system is there for survival. That's why it's designed as humans Understanding the reason for why the RAS system, why we have it, is quite important, but I'm not going to divulge too much. But essentially, your RAS system is just to help you filter out dangers, to help you keep you safe. It is looking to keep you safe all the time from danger around you, meaning it will be programmed to filter your surroundings to point out signs of danger, aka obstacles and problems. And whilst we do want to make sure that is still in a good system to keeping us safe, of course, that's why biologically we have it, we can also hack it. We can hack the RAS and we want to shift it into feeling more secure and safe so that it's no longer feeling like it needs to constantly protect ourselves, but rather is helping us empower and get stronger and get better, which I will be talking a bit more in my third tip for you about feeling more secure, feeling more safe. But firstly, going back into the curiosity, the second part, using the RAS, we want to hack it so that it is programmed to find opportunity and solutions everywhere. We do this by firstly being more intentional with our thoughts and what we consume. Look at your current surroundings and the media forms that you're consuming, the content that you're consuming. The job of the RAS, the reticular activating system, is to confirm what we tell it. So if you are consuming stories, if you are consuming information that tells you that life sucks, making money is hard, your RAS is going to find evidence in your life and in your surroundings to simply prove that it is true. 
It's not an artificial intelligence AI system. It doesn't have its own thought process. It purely wants to support what you say. And so if you're constantly telling it, making money is hard, I'm such a victim, life is so terrible, all it's going to do is just going to bring up stories about why that's true. Now, you probably have experienced this in the past. You know when you've had one terrible incident happen. This is usually very common when we were teenagers. Something bad happened and suddenly we just get into like this proper catastrophic state of mind where we're then spiraling and suddenly our brain is bringing up every single piece of evidence that tells us we're not loved, we're not liked, everyone hates us, those girls in the classroom at the back were definitely laughing at us, we're hated, we're ugly, whatever, and we start to just find every single piece of proof that our brain calls proof, I'm putting in air quotes there, to support this feeling. So when you imagine the worst possible outcomes and you focus on everything you're missing, your RAS will simply provide evidence to back that story up. And it's, we've all experienced it. Every single one of us will have experienced that catastrophizing spiral situation. So instead, what we need to do is detach from the negative story that you're telling yourself and debunk the evidence. We need to break that chain. And then we need to replace it with your abundant story, your new belief system with supporting evidence that confirms it. So here's how. Activation of your RAS requires strengthening the neural connections. As I said, we need to break those old stories and replace them with stronger neural connections. It is called rewiring the brain with lifestyle habits and using a cognitive power such as thinking more intentionally about what you're consuming, visualizing and affirmations, so verbalizing your desires. So let's break this down into steps. Step one, start observing your thoughts and the stories you consume. Remove judgment and allow yourself to observe them as if they were a train simply passing through the station. You are on the platform. You can stay on the platform and simply allow the thought, the train, to pass by without any long-term significance now that you choose. We're allowed to have negative thoughts. We're allowed to have those old systems, those old beliefs pass us by, but we're not going to attach to them. We're going to simply allow the train to pass through the story and you get to choose that. You're letting it pass through the platform. Now remember, every story that we tell ourselves serves us in some way, even the negative ones. And you cannot simply remove it if you don't have the awareness for why you're attached to it in the first place. You can't detach until you know why you are attached in the first place. So part of step one, once you've observed your thoughts and you're starting to be more intentional about what you're consuming, I want you to journal on the stories and the beliefs that you're holding on to and ask yourself, how has this served me and kept me safe up until now? Then ask yourself, am I ready to release this belief? Am I ready to let go and remove this from my story? I now see why I've been doing this action. I see why I've been self-sabotaging. There's always a reason why we do something. There's always a reason why we are telling our story because it keeps us safe to some degree, but I'm now ready to release that and I'm now ready to welcome in my true desires, what I actually want. So for example, you might desire to make more money and this might be a long-term desire that obviously this is a very superficial one. It's just simply, yeah, you desire to make more money. You want to have way more financial abundance in your life, but for some reason, it's just not happening. And for some reason, every time it comes to actually selling your offers and actually doing the work you need to make money, you procrastinate, you find other less meaningful actions in your business to do, you end up working on content in Canva for hours and hours, and really, you should have been doing more needle moving activities, whatever it is. Ask yourself why that 
procrastination tactic has been serving you. It's been keeping you feeling comfortable, probably. It's been keeping you feeling hidden, like you're not going to risk failing if you don't even do it in the first place. But then it's like, how do we remove that and detach from that story? Well, I can see now why it was keeping me safe. It's because if I didn't even try to sell, I wasn't going to be told no. If I didn't even try to sell, I wasn't going to be judged, which means it's easier for me to just stay not selling and focus on things that are easier, that have less judgment, etc. And now I'm ready to release that because I actually do want to achieve my desire. I actually do want to make more money. And so this leads into step two. We want to actively refuel your RAS with positive thoughts and stories that support your desires and dreams. So what do you want to believe? If there were no limits, what are your dreams? What is your dream life? So we really want to replace the stories that we've been telling ourselves. So making money is hard. It's salesy to show up and sell, whatever it is. And now we want to swap out. What do you want to believe? You want to believe that making money is serving. You want to believe that selling is serving. Selling is self-care. You want to believe that making money is good and fun. So whatever it is, what do you want to believe? What do you want to replace this old story with? What new story do you want to have? And then this leads into step three. Surround yourself with evidence that supports these newfound beliefs. Reflect on evidence in your past and your present already, as this is going to be far easier for you to establish that new neural connection. So look into your past, look into your present, this new story that you want to tell yourself. So making money is easy, for example. What is already present in your life, past and present, that supports that? Where have you already got evidence that shows making money is easy? Use your own history if you can to start with. And then supplement by surrounding yourself with external proof that this new story is possible, that your beliefs, your desires are possible. We do this by surrounding ourselves with people who are already achieving your desires. We do this by filtering a bit more intentionally what we're consuming. So the people that we're listening to and taking advice from are people who are where we want to be, not people who we wouldn't swap, you know, wouldn't swap lives with, for example. So really being like, if you don't have enough evidence in your current life yet, that's fine. That's why we need to make sure we're networking and surrounding ourselves with people who do show us that what we desire is possible. So remembering that quote, you are the sum total of the five people you surround yourself. There's no evidence to suggest that it has to be five, by the way, that has been a number that's just been plucked out. But it is proven that who you surround yourself with has a massive impact on your achievements, on your success. So look at who you're surrounding yourself with. Doesn't mean you need to cut ties with all family members who struggle financially or whatever it is. You just need to make sure that you are actively filling your life and giving that that close bubble that you have, surrounding yourself with people who, you know, really support your desires, but also if you can, people who are living those desires in real time. And then step four, we're going to engage your subconscious whilst tapping into that curiosity. So what we've already done so far is we've observed and released those stories, those beliefs that don't serve us. We've now replaced those stories with beliefs and desires that we do want. We found evidence to support those, but now we want to go further. We want to keep expanding. And so engaging your subconscious and tapping into your curiosity, what you need to do here to really expand so that you can achieve your wildest dreams is ask yourself expansive questions to allow yourself to step into your future dream timeline. So what would you do if you were running a seven-figure company? Who would you be? What decisions would you make? What would be most important to you? What would no longer be important to you? How can you align yourself with that version of you? It's about asking those kind of expansive questions because our brain is a natural born search engine. 
it will always try to find evidence and find answers for everything that you ask of it. So asking these questions, even if you don't think you know the answer, is a great way for you to actually work your brain a bit better, to push the boundaries of what you believe is your own potential, because the information is already within you. You are the exact same person who can already achieve those things. You are the same person, you just need to become them. And so when you ask these kind of questions, it allows you to channel the version of you who is capable of achieving achieving these desires. This version of you already exists within you. You simply need to tap into them. You need to visualize your desires daily. And more importantly, visualize yourself living out that dream, living out these desires so that you can normalize it, so you can get to know this version of yourself. You want to feel so immersed in this vision and to know this version of yourself so well that it starts to seep into your everyday reality. And remember, if you ever find yourself wobbling or struggling to believe that what you desire is possible, it starts from within. It is not have, do, be. You don't have the results first before you then start doing the work, before you then finally become the person. You have to be the person first. It starts with you. So you have to be the version of yourself who is actually capable of achieving your desires. Once you've become that person, you've assumed their new beliefs, you've done all this mindset work that I'm working you through now, then you will start to have the clarity of what actions you need to do. And then with those actions, only then will you have the results. It is be, do, have. So don't worry if the results aren't showing up in your life yet. It doesn't mean they aren't already well on their way. The only way that your results are not going to land in your reality is if you give up. One way or another, with commitment and with consistency to this mindset work and then doing the work, these results are going to happen. So tap into your curiosity, hack your RAS system to start filtering for opportunities and to expand your belief system. Now, a couple of bonus tips here for you. Mindset is a muscle. Once you've tapped into the feeling of abundance with gratitude and curiosity, Now we need to work this muscle. You need to keep flexing it. And that comes from regular routine mindset work. We need to make sure that we're nurturing ourselves because as I said earlier, you need to make sure that you are not constantly feeling in panic mode. You're depleted, your energy is low, your cup's low. We need to make sure that you feel safe, that you feel secure, that you feel loved, that you're not in that desperation space. And it doesn't always have to come from financial abundance. You have to just focus on what you can do on a daily basis. And that is actually the more important work than simply having an abundant bank account. The abundant bank account is just a bonus. It's just the final piece. The true feeling of feeling secure doesn't come from money. I mean, that's a great bonus. I'm never going to be the kind of person that ever says that having money is just a bonus thing. We all know that money is what makes the world like, you know, go around. But it's not the most important thing. The most important thing to all of this is feeling good. And that comes from this regular mindset work. This comes from self-care. So doing your daily gratitude, your daily visualizing, your intentional thought reprogramming. This is all important. I've just walked you through these. But just like a garden, when you plant a seed, we need to nurture this. You need to nurture your mindset garden with this daily self-care. So make time for a minimum 10 minutes every single day to fill your own cup. You cannot feel abundant when your cup is empty. You could do all of the work that I've just talked you through, but if you're not nurturing yourself with self-care every single day, you're going to allow your cup to keep emptying and you're not going to be able to pour from it. You cannot overflow from or you cannot outwork a lack mindset. So self-care is key. This can look like daily journaling, taking your time to really enjoy a bath, 
skincare and a face massage, exercise and going for a daily walk, making yourself a really hearty nutritional meal or making yourself an indulgent meal, doing something just for you for no other reason than it makes you happy. To tap into real overflow, you need to keep your own cup replenished and often. You are not a machine. Stop treating yourself like one. You are a garden that needs well-rounded care. You need work. You need nurturing. Rest and recovery is just as productive as doing the work. Doing something just for yourself is just as important to your business or your success or your desires as doing the physical work for it. So remember, if you want to physically feel abundant, if you want to truly feel what it's like to feel abundant, you need to fill your own cup. And obviously, when you start to have your cup overflowing again, this is where we can then do the second part to this, which is generosity. Generosity, being abundant, those come hand in hand. Abundance is overflow. It's not just overflow into our own lives. It's overflow into others. Be generous when you're self-caring, you're filling your own cup. Be generous as often as you can. It doesn't have to be those big grand gestures. It doesn't have to cost you lots of money at all. Find ways to give back to others daily. Find ways to do good things often. Abundance is overflow and generosity is a way for you to act out your abundance, even if the physical abundance isn't there in your bank account. So allow yourself every single day to, first of all, fill your own cup and then allow that overflow from the cup to spill onto others. This is going to be a great way for you to allow the feeling of abundance to truly show in your actions, to really be embodied in everything that you do. And a final note here that I want to say is on um, one of the most common themes that I often see with lack mentality. It's how closely tied it is to victim mentality. And this is actually something, whilst it's so common, it's also the reason why I point out this specific piece is it was one of the biggest things I had to get over myself when I started my business. In those first, I would say, month or two, this was the big piece of work. This was the big thing that I had to learn to move away from. And what's interesting is it's what we've all been taught. It's a very, very normal way of thinking that we hear in common conversation all the time. But we need to detach from victim mentality, which has long since served many of us because it allows us or it used to allow us to avoid the difficult element of taking responsibility and holding ourselves accountable. It feels safer, it feels easier to simply play the victim because then it means we don't have to face the reality that we may have had a role in this And it means that we don't have to then feel that difficult, uncomfortable experience of recognizing that we are also at play here. We are in control here. You can either choose to see events as happening to you or happening for you, because either way, the event's going to happen. Things will happen in life, even with the most abundant mindset, even the most successful CEOs will still face hardships and struggles, some beyond what we can even picture. But it is not the thing that upsets you. It is your opinion of the thing. And it is common to attach hard onto how terrible this thing is and how much it has done us wrong in order for us to soothe our victim mentality. But when you assume the role of victim in life, you immediately disempower yourself. Now, I want to do a very quick side note here. This is absolutely not in reference to victimhood relating to trauma or psychological hardships. Whilst these practices that I'm talking you through can help, they do not replace the work of true therapy and professional support. Now, if every time something frustrating happens, you say things like, ugh, typical, why do these things always happen to me? Or you have a terrible morning and then you write the rest of the day off by saying, ugh, today is just not my day. 
these were things I used to hear all the time as a teacher going into work. Like, this is why I'm saying it's such a normal and commonplace conversation. Oh, today's just not my day. My coffee spilled. Oh, I tried to park, but there was no spaces. I had to go to the second parking lot. Oh, what a day. Like, or typical. These things always happen to me. How many times have you heard that? It's so normalized in everyday life. These are subtle victim perspectives that are keeping you in lack and they're keeping you disempowered. And you don't realize how powerful your thoughts are at creating your reality. We really need to go to the slightest thing and actively, even these small thoughts, they might slip out. It's fine if they slip out because it's going to take time to completely reprogram your brain. But I want you to start intentionally removing that belief. I want that to stop being your first reaction when something terrible happens, when something frustrating happens. I want you to stop immediately going into, oh, typical, or this is so me. This is so what happens to me. Instead, we're going to reprogram it. We're going to replace it with the asking these kind of questions, such as, what can I learn from this? How can I gain from this? What has this done for me? This is about reclaiming your power. This is about always finding ways to accept full and radical responsibility of your life, getting back in the driver's seat. And it's also a way for you to practice, to actively look for opportunities, even in the terrible situations, even in the frustrating situations, there's going to be a lesson there. Even the worst thing in terms of business that could happen for you, someone charging back your account, a client ghosting you, a client bailing on their contract with you, there's going to be a lesson there. You're going to learn how to tighten up your contract so this never happens again. And you might never have learned that if this hadn't happened for you. You're going to learn a new SOP in your business that's actually going to help you work far more efficiently. You're going to set new processes that protect you better. These things, everything has a lesson. There's always a lesson. There's always something to gain from absolutely everything. And when you assume that mentality, it means that when things happen that are terrible, frustrating, annoying that we used to dread, that we used to panic and try to avoid as much as possible. We stop spending so much of our energy worrying about it because we know that either way we're going to gain. We know that either way we're going to move forward. We're going to take a step. We're either going to take one step today or we're going to take 10 steps a day. But there's no such thing as stepping backwards. And that's where that victim mentality is, is you either stay stuck or you work backwards. Whereas if you always try to find reasons to find an opportunity or a lesson, you cannot but do anything but step forward. You cannot do anything but progress. Now let's recap. Here's what you're going to do as action steps from this episode so you can shift your mindset to start to feel more abundant even when your bank account isn't. So number one, do your daily gratitude practices. Five to ten things that you're grateful for that you already have. Five to ten things that you're grateful for that you do not yet have and you're going to keep it all in the present tense. Number two, Reprogram your belief system following the four-step process. Number one, detach from the negative story, observe your thoughts without judgment, and ask yourself, how has this been serving you? Are you ready to release this? Step two, we're going to refuel your belief system with positive stories and with new visualization practices. What do you desire? What do you want to believe? Really visualize your dream life on a daily basis so that you can normalize these desires. You can get to know them on a deeper level. Step three, support these new beliefs with proof in your current life and also by supplementing it by finding external proof in others by surrounding yourself with people who are already living your current desires and surrounding yourself with content that supports these desires as well. So being intentional about what you're consuming and finding evidence to support these new beliefs. And step four, 
tap into your curiosity so that we can expand beyond and go bigger with your potential. Unleash your inner higher self and ask some questions. Go back to the visualization practice. What decisions would you make as a seven-figure CEO? What would you care about? What would your day look like? Get so immersed with this version of yourself that you start to become them. Number three, practice self-care every single day for a minimum of 10 minutes. You've got to fill your own cup first. And once your cup is finally back in overflow, find a way to be generous every single day as well. Find a way to flow and give back to your community. And number four, the bonus point that I talked about, we need to start leaving behind any victim mentality and reclaim your power. Find the lesson and the opportunity in every single scenario, even the ones that aren't ideal or what you desired. And remember these golden rules. One, it starts with your mindset. If you're not seeing the results you desire, go back to your mindset. Similarly, remember, results often show up last. You don't become the person once you've achieved your desires. You have to be the person first before the results show up. Be, do, then have. If you can't see the results yet, but you're doing the mindset work, then you need to trust. You can't always see the evidence, but doesn't mean there aren't already on their way. The only way to fail is to give up. Three, abundance is a mindset, not a number. Abundance can feel, like anyone can feel abundance with the right mindset. So start looking for ways to feel abundant rather than have abundance. And number four, you will never feel finished with your mindset work. It is like a muscle. You need to keep going to the gym. The more you use it and the more consistent you are about it, the stronger it will be. And keep working that muscle, keep flexing it, keep nurturing your garden. Now, those are my steps to feeling abundant using gratitude, curiosity, and self-care. So I hope these tips and practices help you feel more abundant in your life. Go on, put them into practice into your daily routine, and I have no doubt you're going to start feeling abundant instantly. And naturally, you're going to start to see the results and your desires come to life right after, and they're going to start showing up in your life in unexpected ways. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you just loved this episode and found it helpful, please rate and leave a review. And if you know a certain CEO mama or entrepreneur in your life who would benefit from this episode, please share it with them. It means the absolute world to us when you do that. You can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show over at indiabutlerco.com. That's indiabutlerco.com. All right, that's it for today. I'll catch you here next time.